Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who ranks as my favorite brother, it's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Who's, who's your other? Who's the second favorite brother? Yourself? That's the joke, buddy! I got you! You're my only ones! You have oh, to be my favorite! such a good joke. I, I couldn't even laugh ah, it. so good. I gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not my favorite brother. That goes Who to is? me. <laughs> you love yourself. Oh, I love good. myself yeah. more than you, so I'm the favorite brother. Ah, took me ages to write that one. I was like, how can I get a good joke in there? <laughs> that one took you ages. <laughs> that was my morning. <laughs> you said, how can I get a good joke in there? And you're still thinking, how can you get a good joke in there? <laughs> yep. And we'll never know how I ranked on my jokes. But before we get into ranking, how is the art life, buddy? Uh, it's fine. I'm working on my Marvel book with Doctor Doom and just drawing that and still chipping away at the old outbreaks and getting that sorted and also working on my other comic, Mobster Mash, which is out next summer. So not much to report, just doing, you know, nose to the grindstone, getting the work done. I did get in the post, though, some fridge magnets for outbreaks, which I'll Ooh. be releasing um, in the next podcast. I can actually show you one second. No, I can't. I left them on the stairs. They're not on the top. <laughs> anyway, they look nice. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see those. All right, well, it sounds like the art life is going well, even though it's short and sweet. Um, the next thing that I want to get to before we go into our ranking of the Batman, the animated series villains, which is what we're going to be doing today, is our casting call. Last time we had Killer Croc, which was up for a vote between Bobby Lashley or Joe Manganiello. So... We had 465 votes this wow. time, which is great. It was only on Instagram again for 24 hours, so thank you, everybody, for voting. Um, we have 62% against 38%, okay. and 62% goes to Bobby Lashley. Hey, well, good choice, everybody. I would have been happy with either of them, though. Me too, and I was. I watched a video of Bobby Lashley, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can see Croc. Oh, like, you? I could see. Yeah, I did. And he is gigantic he's a big dude yeah he is so i i thought that was a good choice bud well done um bobby lashley is our live action killer croc and see him and all that makeup like he would look awesome with those like yellow eyes and teeth the sharp Mm -hmm. teeth and the scales and and, you could have someone else do his voice like he doesn't have to be bobby lashley's voice he just needs to be the true yeah that's very true so that's our killer croc all right, you ready to rank some Batman the Animated Series villains? I am ready to do this. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so we're going to rank the Batman the Animated Series villains today. We're not going to include the villains from the new Batman adventures, and we can save that for another episode. Yeah, save so, that for extra content. Yeah, so just the original BTAS lineup today, and we aren't going to include the minor villains, or at least most of them, so like the werewolf episode, or the island of Dr. Moreau guy, or like Tony Zuko. Like, those characters are great, but they're just kind of, you know, they're so minor that I'm not going to count them. So we've just got the major players today, or the standout one-off villains that we're going to be rating the classics we're doing the classics list we're doing the classics so first up our first character that we're going to rank is baby doll where do you see baby doll on this list now one-off villain actually no she she does reoccur in the new batman adventures but as far as batman the animated series a one-off villain and quite a 
interesting character because obviously she gives the appearance of like an innocent, harmless little girl, but she's, you know, an adult who's trapped in a little girl's body and she is extremely intelligent. She's conniving. She's, yeah, she, I think she's a force to be reckoned with. What do you think, in a B? I like Baby Doll quite a bit. She has the aura of uh, Chucky around her. But also the uh, mm. Kirsten Dunst from Interview with a Vampire, that forever young, even though your mind is old. Um, and also uh, that orphan movie, spoiler alert, which I never saw, even though I know the ending of. She's pretty much the same exact character. So yes. I very much enjoy this character, bud, and I would like to see more of this character. So I agree that it should be in a B category. B for baby doll. B for baby doll. Well, baby, you'd better have a pretty good explanation for this. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay, next up, we got Clayface. I mean, it's... it's I, it's a, it's a I know. between S and A, right? Because it, yeah. Clayface is freaking awesome. But, like, is Clayface S to... No, because, like... Have I ever read, like, one of the classics and it's Clayface as the villain? He's a solid... You know what? He's a solid A. I'm going to give him an A. I feel like you're right with that. Like, I was leaning towards S tier, but then uh, thinking about Clayface, you're right. Like, I read one great comic, which is The One Bad Day, which I thought was a great comic, but... Outside of that, he is amazing Batman the Animated Series, but really he only has two episodes. So again, we don't see loads of him like Baby Doll. Um, those episodes are great, but he, yeah, he sits well in an A for me. I'm with you on that one. Let's drop him in the A. Cool. I'm not an actor anymore. I'm not even a man. All right, next up, we got Talia Al Ghul, the daughter of the Demon's Head. Love interest for Bruce Wayne. Uh, yep. Potentially the greatest love interest for Bruce Wayne, right? Potentially. Like she, I mean, mother of yeah. his child. Yeah, but um, we're talking Beatles, though. So let's oh, we're talking, we're doing more. just our rankings of in this show. Yes. I gotcha. I Correct. gotcha. You know how I feel about the League of Shadows. I don't think it's the most interesting part of Batman the Animated Series or the Batman lore in general. I personally put her at a D. Ooh. Okay. I like, I like Talia in this. Uh, she goes on in the DCAU to be um, an even stronger character, but as we're in the confines of just Batman, the animated series, I would say C. I'm leaning towards more C because she discovers that Batman is Bruce Wayne in the first time that they ever meet, and I like the dynamic of her being in the middle between Bruce and Rachel Gould, her dad. You know, I like that dynamic that she's kind of the the question mark to that whole relationship. Um, All right, you, I'll agree. She can go to C. I guess putting her in a D would be too dirty for Talia. You must understand, beloved. I share my father's vision and seek the same ends, but I do not choose his means to those ends. I know. Next up, we got the Ventriloquist and Scarface. Okay, so to start with, I think that the voice of the Ventriloquist and Scarface are both amazing. They're both done by the same voice actor, mm. except that they sound totally different. I love that Scarface has this, like, hey, you mugs, you know, like this real old-timey gangster feel to him, like 1930s, like true... Well, he's Capone, like, isn't he? He's Capone, right. He's a, he's a mini wooden Capone. It's a really cool dynamic between both of them. They're obviously the same person, but you believe they're two different people when you're seeing it. So I, I'm leaning towards... I'm leaning towards B. I am actually leaning to a higher ranking than that because 
I really like Scarface, and I like the whole dynamic. He's always also reminded me of um, the uh, mobster in the Looney Tunes, the one that's like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Do like Muggsy, whatever he says oh, to like his yeah, team. yeah, you're right. Gods. Yeah. But I suppose, would I put him on the same level as Clayface? No, I wouldn't. So yes, B. But would I put him on the same level as Baby Doll? No, I'd put him higher than Baby Doll. Okay, so we're going A for... I'm going A Scarface. with Scarface. Scarface is the- I like that. So what? You're a ventriloquist. You're also a lion, yellow, liver, belly, two-faced. No, Scarface, not me. I'm loyal. I'd never... Okay, next up. Granted, this is the film, but it's still part of Batman the Animated Series. We've got Andrea Beaumont, also known as the Phantasm. To start with, I think that she is an amazing character. Obviously, you don't know it's her until the very end of the movie, but I like the look of the the Phantasm. I think that just the whole silhouette, the mask, the eyes, the scythe hand, the cape, the smoke, the voice even, like that like deep like Your angel of death awaits. I'm going I'm going high with this. I'm going S tier with the Phantasm. I disagree on that because when we rewatched the film, I do love the Phantasm, but the moment it was revealed who it was, Joker made the Phantasm look like a little bitch. Like, beat her easily and nearly got her sucked into a jet propeller. Like, it made the character seem so non-threatening. Because I think what made uh, this character He did beat her with baloney. He did beat her with baloney. Yeah. I think what made this character strong was it was using what one of the tactics that Batman does, which is fear, right? It was all about instilling fear into people, making them run away, hit things, you know, the gravestones falling on them and stuff like that. That was her absolute strength. What she lacks compared to Batman is Batman has the fear, but he also has the skills to back up, like, taking you down. And I think that's what she's missing. And also, it, with the reveal happened, and we've only seen the character once. I can't... I, I, my personal is a B. Oh, a B. All right, well, I say S, you say B. So we can, oh, I guess, I when that happens, we'll do a, a compromise at putting it in between. Me in the middle. Yeah, yeah a, a sits well with me. So you figured it out. So next up, we got the ninja Kyodai Ken from Bruce's past that comes into Gotham. He's in two episodes. You've got Night of the Ninja and Day of the Samurai. What do you like or what do you dislike about Kiyodai Ken? So you want to be Kiyodai Ken? It's a little uh, what? Cobra Kai reference there. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, Kiyodai Ken, I don't remember him from the show at all. So he's made a zero lasting impression on me who's watched the show many times. So therefore, I'm putting him in the D spot. Uh, you know what? Like I, so I obviously I remember these these episodes. Um, I think it's cool that he has a lot to do with Bruce's past. Like he was in the same dojo that Bruce studied in, and like they had the same master. And obviously he betrayed. Well, I, if that I saw master. this episode recently, my opinion might be completely different. You know, the fact that I, I I'm going off just that I don't remember this guy at all. Hmm. But what you just told me sounds pretty cool. So just for that, bump him up to a C in my opinion. Yeah, I think C's good with him. He can go next to Talia. Let's pop him next in the C category. Sayonara, Batman. All right, next up is probably one of my favorite villains for Batman, one that has always had him wrapped around her tail, so to speak. What do you think of Catwoman in this show? 
clearly an S rank, right? And and especially her yes. in this show, it's the best interpretation of the character. What a voice, my God. It's just... Uh, Absolutely. Love it so much. That's that's an easy S. Yeah, that is an easy S. I agree. Just Catwoman and Selina Kyle in this show, the way that she plays off both Batman and Bruce Wayne when they're obviously in and out of costume. It's just so great to watch. So I, I really love and, that. I totally agree. S tier. And in terms of love interest, this is why for me, Talia is down to a C because I think that Catwoman is his true love, in my opinion. Perfect, my love. Let's go home. All right, next up, it is the force to be reckoned with. It is Bane. What do we think of Bane in this show? He only made one appearance in Batman, the animated series. Obviously went on to do new Batman and stuff. But as we're sticking with just the animated series, what do you think of that one episode of Bane? I haven't seen in a long time, but this is, for me personally, another easy S. I think that the version of Bane in Batman, the animated series, is the best version of Bane. The voice. Call me Bane. Like the actually leaning into his lucha wrestling background and stuff like it's and that he's intelligent instead of a big dum-dum this is like my favorite version of bane and i just i i just really dig this character in this i mean look i'm a wrestling fan so i I, for bane i'm I'm in on the get-go and he seems like the only character that can come on being like i am going to beat batman that you're like yeah i reckon that guy could do it yeah i agree you know i was not thinking s at all but you saying those things i was gonna go b for bane with this one i was gonna put him in the (laughs) b category i Um, can't do him dirty like that next to a baby doll that's i do like yeah i do like him in the trench coat as well like that look he has i said it on the last episode i love a character in like a trench coat and a hat like that's my 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 shtick my jab yeah okay all right well i don't think s i'm gonna have to say a you're right with a with b i'm okay with a yeah all right let's put him in a toys you try to fight me with pathetic little toys Okay, next up, we have Count Vertigo, which is a one-time character. He was in the episode that Tully Al Ghul first appeared in. Um, he's got a, like, monocle kind of eye patch that can make you feel like you don't know top from bottom and can make you all disoriented. He's also my, uh, voiced by Basil Exposition. Welcome, friends. You're quite right. I have been expecting you. <laughs> I suggest you don't worry about this sort of thing and just enjoy yourself. That goes for you all, too. Yes. Uh, from Austin Powers, which Put I think is great. Nazi at the bottom, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is indeed, isn't he? <laughs> Get that Nazi in the D spot. Moving on. <laughs> I suppose this had to happen sooner or later. All right, next up, we got probably the king of the mob in Gotham City, yeah. the head honcho himself. We got Robert Thorne. What do you think of Robert Thorne? It's Batman's kingpin, and again, so well used in this show and not as well used in, in other forms of media. I love the mafia aspect of Batman. It's one of my favorite things. Batman versus the mob. I mean, the Long Halloween is the first book I fell in love with in the Batman universe, so starting it off like The Godfather. And as a cinephile, like it's just, I'm, I'm wanking my little film dick as we speak. My God, I love it. <laughs> uh, I put him at an A. I, I put him at an, a solid, solid A. Love that. Yeah, I, I, there's enough said. That's it. He's going in the A. 
Through a one in a million mishap, you've realized the dream of every criminal in Gotham. Okay, next up, we have a character which is basically the Wish.com version of Riddler. Before Riddler even showed up in the show, we got Josiah Wormwood from the Cape and Cal conspiracy. Yeah, but it's a what character think? you and I both actually really like. He's basically a PG version of Jigsaw. Yeah. You know, from the Saw movies in this. You're not your set. Trying to get information before you essentially like drown in quicksand or some sort of dire situation you have to get out of. So what do we think of Josiah Wormwood? His look, his feel, he's got that kind of like creepy voice, the way he like yeah. speaks and stuff. He actually beat Batman, like technically. So uh, it's a great episode and there's one of the funniest delivery of dialogue ever. When he gets really fucked off, and it's, uh, I was like, hey, that's a Robson right there. They just dubbed that though. <laughs> I, I put him in a solid B, to be honest. That's my vote. Ooh, I I think he's more C. I think yeah, he's more fine. C. That's fine. Yeah, he he the, he he works there. One time villain, not the best, not the worst. You were playing, playing me for a fool. Okay, next up we've got Jervis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. What do you think of the Mad Hatter oh, in this show? Of my voice. Uh, <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with the Mad Hatter. Sometimes I really enjoy him. Sometimes I just want him to fuck off. Yes. Um, <laughs> it depends on the episode. Like the episode when he tricks Bruce Wayne with the dreaming is one of the best episodes of Batman the Animated Series, hands down. It's so much fun. I love that you said that you used to like, that was your fun fact that you would like tell a date that like, oh, did you know you can't like read in your dreams? And, and like the fact that you knew that was from an episode of Batman the Animated Series is <laughs> very funny to me. But <laughs> he is an iconic Batman villain. Perchance Dream alone sends him up there because that episode is top tier and he is the villain, the mastermind behind that entire episode. He's got a great theme as well. Put that creepy little scoundrel in A. Yeah, I agree. I, I always thought there's two people that should have been cast to be the Mad Hatter. And one is Martin Short and the Ooh, other... Yeah is uh, the guy at the end of Christmas with the Cranks that ends up being Santa Claus because he speaks... Oh, he'd be great. ...and looks exactly like him in the <laughs> yes, show. Yes, he does. It's shocking how much similar they look. There's one point at the end of the movie, they're in a supermarket together, and he likes, he's talking to her, and he like smiles at her, like, how's your daughter, or something like that. And the way he looks at her with his teeth, I was like, that's the mad fucking Hannah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great casting choice. I would watch that. So, yeah, okay, A tier. Okay, next up, we've got the Clock King, which is ah. a villain that I think he's done, you know, he's done best in the animated series, like most of these villains. They've done best in the animated series compared to any other version. But he's still an annoying guy that always loves to reference time. It's about time. 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 All in good time. We get it. That's your thing. Like, chill out. I'm going to say right off the bat, but I think the Clock King belongs in D. No contest. Yeah. <laughs> if it's any comfort, my revenge will encompass more than just you. I intend to pass a most timely sentence on the entire judicial system. Okay, next up, we've got just as much as a formidable foe as Bane as far as size of a character. We've got Killer Croc. Love Killer Croc. Uh, the first Batman villain. Oh, no, it's not the first Batman villain I ever drew. That was actually Clayface, I believe. Yeah, it was. 
but the one that I got to draw a full story around. I love Killer Croc when it comes to just like big dumb brutes. I think he's like maybe the best big dumb brute there is. Obviously, he could be compared to someone like the Lizard and Spider-Man, but I just think there's something about Killer Croc that I prefer uh, and the way he moves and acts and his motives. And his well, he's a, he is a gangster. He's a criminal at heart, yeah, right? Like exactly. the Lizard is a, is a guy that tried to regrow his arm and ended up becoming a monster. But Killer Croc, he was born that way, and he's just he's been a monster his whole life. And instead of being the, I'm trying to cure myself, he's not trying to cure himself. He's just trying to do crime, baby. And I yeah, think that's, hell yeah. that's cool. <laughs> uh, for my personal opinion, it may be a bit high, but I put him at an A. Yeah, we got a lot of A's going on here, but I agree. They all deserve it. So we're going Killer Croc in A. But I guess you've learned that by now, huh? The hard way. Okay, next up, we have a one-time villain, but a pretty interesting one that was created for this show. We have the character Lockup. He was a prison guard at Arkham Asylum and treated all of the inmates so poorly that they were scared of him. I love when Scarecrow is like, Look at me, Batman! I'm shaking with fear! Me, the Scarecrow! Like, yeah. I'm so scared of this guy. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, it's an ode to Taxi Driver and Travis Bickle and the way he's like, I'm just going to take control, and he goes way oh, too far. Uh, an interesting character. He's big. He's got a, a pretty cool look. Very Judge Dredd, kind of his look. Oh, my God. His outfit. He is very giant the law, right? Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. Look, Taxi Driver is one of my favorite movies of all time when I... That was like my favorite movie as a teenager. I love that movie because it was like it was. It's a superhero movie where it's either the origin story of a villain or a hero, and it's up to you to decide at the end. And that's so fucking cool to me because it's a superhero story. Like he even kicks t- over his TV set, just like in Taxi Driver. There's even a sequence. Wow, I need to rewatch this episode. Thing. Then that sounds fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I love this character. I've always loved this character. I would like to see more of this character. I would not put him shoulder to shoulder with the A squad. So I think he is like front of the list B. And a lot yeah. of the, he's probably a C on a lot of people's lists, but I think he's a B. I agree. He's a B. I think he belongs there. Behind bars. B for behind bars. All right. <laughs> but I showed them. Now I can keep an eye on everyone. Next up, we have Batman the Animated Series' first ever villain. It is the creature of the night. It is Man Bat. How do you feel about Man Bat in this show? I I'm not huge into Man Bat. I think it's cool. You know, I already made the comp- comparison with Killer Croc and the Lizard, but this really is more of like the the, the Lizard character. This is the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde of this universe. It's mm-hmm. it's the and it's like it's nothing new really to me. I wouldn't put him in a B though. Like he's still an iconic character, so he should be A. Uh, maybe he is a B. I'm not sure. What, what do you hey, think? man, I'll, I'll jump in and help you out here. I think he's a B. Okay. B, B for Bat, because he is a great character. He's a great way to start off the show. As we know, director Kevin Altieri said we wanted someone that Batman could like beat up, so we thought a monster would be great instead of a person. The transformation sequence is, is classic. The whole vibe of this show starts with this episode and they start with this like, you know, kind of horror, like 50s vibe to this whole show, which really works, separates it from the rest. So because of all of that, he is in the B category, but he does only show up like three times in this show and he's only the man bat once. 
The next time is just a quick little cameo from Kirk Langstrom. And the third time is his wife is the Man Bat, which is a cool twist. But oh, yeah. we only see the Man Bat once. And because of that, I think, yeah, B, B for Man Bat. Great design and great toy. I loved that toy as a kid. It was out of my control. And it only needs one more component to complete the process. It's in me. Batman. Next up, we have the artificial intelligence, the evil computer genius known as Hardak. Now, Hardak is um, always something I enjoyed because it gives me that like real like sci-fi 50s vibe, you know what I mean? Or like even earlier than that, like the black and white movies, like um, just his the whole Zone. look of them. Yes, Twilight Zone, perfect. And I love his voice. I think it's really cool. It's chilling. It's very much like a robot is speaking. Which is why I have taken over. It's Brainiac from the Batman universe. You see, we have more in common than you can possibly know. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I love how he makes uh, replicants of all these, uh, you know, people of, of authority in Gotham. He go, he gets a replicant of of Gordon. He gets a replicant of Mayor Hill. He does, you know, he tries to take over slowly by going after the heads of Gotham. And then also he comes back and he makes a replicant Batman. And that episode, his Silicon Soul, is like one of the my favorite episodes. It's such a, a, a great watch because it really does, even as a robot, taking a life to robot Batman because he shares his memories is enough to make him basically short circuit. So I think Hardeck is a really cool villain. I wouldn't say it's A tier. But I'm leaning towards B. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm happy for it to be a B. The red eye is super 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Dave, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Yes. And the, yes. the design is quite uh, Mignola's Mr. Freeze as well. I dig it. I, and I'm sure if I saw it again, I would definitely agree that it deserves to be in a B spot. Okay, cool. We are hard at we will reactivate the plan to replace all humanity with duplicates. Next up, we have Dr. Hugo Strange. What do you think of Dr. Hugo Strange in this show? I'm not the biggest Hugo Strange fan. I, I, I enjoy him for what he is, but like if someone's like, oh, you want to watch a Hugo Strange episode? No, no, I don't really want to watch a Hugo Strange episode. So I put him immediately in a C. Uh, I will say that The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne which is the only episode that Hugo Strange is in in this show, is is such a great episode. I love the fact that he tries to use Batman's identity as a bidding war with Two-Face and Penguin and Joker. But it's because those other characters are there that make that episode spectacular. Yeah. Like It's a great characterization, and I love his voice, and I love when he's delving into Bruce's mind with the machine. You are filled with anger. You desired what? A need filled you. All consuming, all controlled. What was it, Mr. Wayne? That's all excellent stuff. But I agree. I think because he he can only be used once. Like that's all you can really do with the character in the show. Um, I agree. He belongs in C. So let's it's put like, Hugo Strange and C. It's like in the Arkham games. In the second game, he's technically the main villain. But do you remember that he is? That like he has you know. That's true. He is. Yeah, like, that's right. Batman fights like the, the ending of the Joker. Two Face, like all of these famous villains, and then and then like at the end, it's like we're taking down Hugo Strange. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Hugo Strange is like taking over this prison camp. And good day to you, Batman. All right, next up, we've got 
the clown prince of crime, the greatest Joker that we've ever, ever seen, in my opinion. We've got Mark Hamill's The Joker. Yeah, D, right? Like, real... Everyone hates this version of Joker. It's everyone's least favorite version. <laughs> Everyone loves Jared Leto's Joker. That's their top <laughs> one. Or Cookie M- Mash Face McGee in, in the Batman After Credits, which, oh my God. Uh, please just put this in S so we can praise it. Is someone supposed to be writing this down? It is the best Joker ever. It's a Joker that has influenced so many people's opinions of the Joker. He's fun. He's scary. He's evil. He's unpredictable, chaotic. Like, every single attribute of the Joker is just brilliantly woven in by Mark Hamill. S-tier, nothing less, going straight at the tippy top. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? Okay, next up, we've got... Red Claw, who makes uh, two appearances in this show and is uh, sort of, I guess she's a terrorist, you would say. What do you think of Red Claw? Look, she can red my claws any day of the week, but she needs to be in a D. Yeah, I agree. She's she's good fun for what she's in, but she's never been someone that stood out in this show to me. Um, like the tattoo, like her look with the white streak in the hair. Great look. Uh, yeah, it's great look, but yeah, I agree. Dropping down into D. Do you have a problem with that? Not at all. I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter. Next up, we've got Maxi Zeus, the guy who thinks he's Zeus himself and lives on Mount Olympus. What I I I like the uh, the episode for what it is. There's a scene where Batman shows up in the Batplane and he goes, "Behold, the coming of my brother, Lord Hades." But that's kind of where it lies for me, bud. Uh, I'm not really, not really. I don't feel the lightning strike on this character. I'm gonna say that he should be from Mount Deuce instead because he's a big pile of shit. And you drop him <laughs> in the D. Okay, yeah, we're putting Maxi Zeus in D, D for Dookie. as well. There's a cynical edge to your voice. I don't appreciate. And play a fart noise when I say Dookie. <laughs> Okay, next up we have Pamela Isley, also known as Poison Ivy. I think that Poison Ivy in this show is, again, like, top tier, the best Poison Ivy. Her voice is like silk. If it's excitement you boys crave. But it's also so scary, and we've got just great characterization. She's an eco-terrorist. She slaughtered an ancient forest to produce cardboard. Cardboard! And they really push that in this show, and it makes so much sense for her. She's had so many amazing episodes from the first time she ever appeared, poisoning Harvey Dent, all the way up to House and Garden, where she has a fake family that turns into giant plant creatures at the end and, like, pretends she's, like, living a happy suburban life, but she's not. I think she is... Kind of in the vein of um, Wonder Vision, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, a little Wonder Vision-like, yeah. I agree. I'm going to say S tier for Poison Ivy. I think she's an A tier for me. I A, I, really? She's She is iconic and classic, and the best version of her is in this, but I am not excited to watch a Poison Ivy episode like I would be with a Joker episode, a Catwoman episode. I like, I, I don't know. It's really hard because I, I would also love I'd her. rather watch a Killer Croc episode over a Poison Ivy episode. And Whoa! I'd rather watch... Uh, an episode with Bane in it, or oh, Clayface. 
I don't know, man. I really, I love her team up with Harley. That whole relationship is also brilliant. I love how they are essentially like implying that they're in a relationship, you know, but as much as they can do in the nineties. And obviously that's blossomed now in the Harley Quinn TV show, but I really love Poison Ivy. It, it pains me to see her in the A category, but I mean, if we're if you don't agree with S and A is your choice, there's nothing in the middle, so I guess it will have to be an A you for can, Poison you know Ivy. You can put it in the S tier if you like. I won't. Be wow! Kidding. All right, okay, we're going S tier with Poison Ivy then. Now I feel cheated. Now I feel like you've just given it to me. Like I guess you can you have, have that? that if you want. Do you like that position that you just made? The way she looks in S tier. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to put her in A. <laughs> <laughs> like a, you're like her right next to Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, yeah, she's an A. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To what do I owe the honor? Okay, next up we have the one-time villain who I I only put in here because he's voiced by Bruce Tim and he's in a great episode. He is the Mad Bomber from Beware the Grey Ghost. We watched this fairly recently. How do you feel about the Mad Bomber? Uh, it's fine. It's, uh, I, I love his delivery of like... It can earn millions. Millions for the little old toy collector. Me. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's fun. I like... If you're in the know, you know that it's the guy that designed all of the characters. There's a huge part of the production of the show. That's it, though, right? Like, otherwise... Yeah, he's just... an obsessive collector, which I think is fun to play on. He's a wish called Toy Maker. Yes, he is, yeah. I'm going to say D, though. Yeah, D for Dookie, and please add that fart noise again. No! My toys! My my toys! My beautiful toys! Okay, next up, another one-time villain. A little ridiculous. Add D for Dookie! Play two fart noises. (laughs) Don't even get to give him a credit. No. Nostromos. Nostromos from Prophecy of Doom. I agree. Drop in straight down into D. Prophecy of a Dookie, and that's three fart noises. (laughs) Now... It grieves me to burden your spirits with solemn news as well. The great fall is at hand. Okay, next up we have Oswald Cobblepot, also known as the Penguin in this show. You go first, bud. What do you think of the Penguin? I think Penguin's an S tier. What an iconic character. I love the way he speaks in this show. But for sheer criminal genius, none surpasses my most recent ornithologically inspired entoilment. Uh, he is just an icon, an absolute icon. And, and, and a cartoon character with a big fat cigarette hanging out of their mouth, I'm all for it. So <laughs> I agree. I think he's S tier. I love that he is a refined gentleman. I know he's based off Danny DeVito's design, but I think he's still, he's got this voice that's just so eloquent and I love mm. the way he speaks and he handles himself and just using big words because he thinks he's super smart. Like, I think it's great. I think S tier is exactly where this penguin belongs. And it's absolutely brilliant. A first-rate piece of detective work. You are to be rewarded, sir. Okay, now we've got created for this show and obviously went on to become a world phenomenon. We've got Harleen Quinzel, also known as Harley Quinn. What do you think of Harley Quinn in this show? 100% easy S-tier slam dunk of a character. Absolutely, no question. You're created in this show. The voice is iconic. The outfit's iconic. A human being again. Hilarious, right? Like, lines they produce are absolutely incredibly funny. Guess I'll need a new hobby now that old Charlie's. Macrame's nice. Super S tier. 
Yeah, easy peasy. Yep, she looks good next to the Joker as well. Yeah, I didn't even think about her with the Joker. I think she's she. That's why she was such a strong character because she started out as a sidekick essentially, and ended up being a, a, a star herself. Like it, you yeah. could say that more so than fucking Robin, right? Like yeah, you could. That's yeah. strong. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Uh, next up, we have a one-time villain, but we did just watch this episode and we were surprised, actually, at how much we enjoyed it. We've got the Invisible Man from See No Evil. You may not be able to see him, but I can see that he is covered in a pile of shit, and that's seven dookies. <laughs> so that's seven fart noises to add. After that. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that many. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun episode, very Hitchcock, like... Very cool, but like we just—he's creepy, you know, with his daughter. Yeah, and like that whole scene. We just put Harley Quinn on the bloody list. Like, get down there in the Dookie pile. Yeah, okay, he's in D. Yeah, I guess I'm what you'd call a burnout case. Okay, next up, we've got Edward Nigma, the Riddler. I will start by saying that this version of the Riddler is my absolute favorite. I know that most of these characters are my absolute favorite, but they are all amazing. But there's some that's just, that's why we're ranking them, that are just higher than the rest. I think Edward Nigma's Riddler belongs in the S tier of this category. And you said it with trepidation, like I wouldn't agree with you, but I 100% agree with you. Riddler is, is one of the most iconic villains of all time and this is the best version of him and he should stand shoulder to shoulder with the rest up there at the top there's one episode the uh where they go into the, this video game that's supposed to be like dungeons and dragons ish type stuff i love that episode because it's one of the rare things that i actually get nostalgia from from watching this show which i know sounds weird like the whole show should be nostalgic for me and it is but that specific episode I remember being a kid sitting on the sofa in New Jersey watching that episode. Yeah, it's a great... I, I, I enjoyed that episode. Um, I think that my favorite Riddler episode is Riddler's Reform, where you think that he's gone, like, you know, straight and he's working for a toy company and he's basically scheming and how to trick Batman and uh, constantly putting riddles in his TV commercials to throw Batman off. And then at the end... He plans to kill Batman, has no idea how Batman escaped. And I love just him screaming at the top of his lungs in Arkham like, Do you hear me? Somebody tell me how he did it! I have to know! It's so great that like that riddle just drives him to insanity. Uh, yeah, he's S-tier all the way. The Riddler is so good. And his look is so cool. I love his suit yeah, in this. That black shirt. I drew. That's how I drew him when I drew him very briefly in my recent stint on that Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing book. I got a chance to draw a bunch of classic Batman villains, and I was told I could draw them any way I liked, so I just drew straight up Batman the Animated Series for all of them. Hell yeah. My, my. Can we actually have a brain beneath that pointy cowl of ours? Next up, we've got three villains that count as one. They're the terrible trio. They're rich guys who have turned to crime because they're bored and essentially commit crimes in order to bring some excitement to their life. What do you think of the terrible What's trio? That? Is that a toilet I hear that's clogged up with Dookie? <laughs> Maybe one more Dookie will help it go down the drain. Okay, so S tier then, yeah? <laughs> okay, yeah, drop it into D. Now that's I agree. Eight dookies that you need to play. Eight. Haven't you listened to anything I've told you? We are beyond limitations, beyond restriction. Okay, next up, we have the King of the Sewers, also known as the Sewer King, a guy who enslaved 
orphan children to essentially make him dinner. That's what they were there for. And he's got crocodiles on like short leads that he's trained. What do you think of the sewer king? Ah, yes, 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 yes. Another flush in the D. Yes, 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 you have. Do you know, like, I was almost leaning towards C. A lot of people hate the sewer king, but I think he's such a vicious character. Like, to enslave a bunch of orphan children in the sewer and make them do his bidding. And Batman almost kills him because he's so angry at him. I was leaning more towards C with the Sewer King. C or King. I don't think the Sewer King stands shoulder to shoulder with Talia al Ghul and Hugo Strange. I think he yeah, stands okay. shoulder to shoulder with all the other pieces of poo floating in that. Dog. In the sewer. <laughs> yeah. In the take, sewer him, take him where he wants to be. <laughs> okay. In the sewer. And after all I've done for you ungrateful little monsters. Okay, next up, another one-time character that was earlier on in the show, much like Sewer King. We've got the biggest guy in the desert, I guess. That's where they are of Gotham, That's which is right. Boss Biggis. I need to be somewhere hot so I can sweat off all this meat that I'm eating. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, we, we love is, the Forgotten. Yes, this is going to be... Such a personal vote, but I put him in a C tier. He is very funny. I have to eat. They have to work. Uh, and I love watching the episode, and he elevates that episode with his presence. Yes, He's he just does. a fat, evil guy, and I love it. Yeah, and you know what, bud? C is for cannibal, because our theory that we actually thought he was eating the guys that weren't working hard enough, and he put them in the hot box, and then they roasted, and then he started eating meat. We're like... Is he eating those people? Those fools let that prisoner escape. I'll eat him alive. He's actually, if he's a scary character if he was, if that was true. So yeah, let's chuck him in the C category. C for cannibal. We'll see how they like the oven. <laughs> okay, next up we have one of the best villains of this entire show. Standout took this villain from a C-list character to an a-list character and that's not me ranking him already but we've got harvey dent two-face how do you feel about two-face in this my god i mean it's just the the best version of this i've never liked this character anywhere else besides this i don't understand why people can't do him properly he's such a flawed villain he goes through incredible diverse changes like as the show progresses and the, the look of him, he's so iconic. Like, it's so hard to make a mutilated face for a children's TV show. But they do it excellently like that. that it's just, it's S-tier. Easy, S-tier. so easy. Absolutely. All the way. S for separated down the middle. That's right. <laughs> S okay. for schoolyard bully Harvey. <laughs> I had to teach the little man some respect. Everybody needs respect. Next up, we've got Raish al Ghul, the demon's head. I will say that I always hear David Warner's voice whenever I see Raish al Ghul. I always compare any Raish al Ghul that I've ever seen to this one. I am merely old. Older, perhaps, than you can imagine. It's the first time I ever saw this character, so that obviously, you know, will always be ingrained in my mind. But I think he's a fantastic villain, and I think he belongs in the A's. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, I'm not the biggest Rachel Gould fan. I don't know what it is about it. I just, just, it doesn't interest me that much. Uh, all of the stuff about the League of Shadows, I find just not that interesting. And that's, I know it's a personal thing. I know he's a beloved character. I personally would put him in the B spot. I don't think he's as strong as Clayface, Poison Ivy, 
the Mad Hatter, Killer Croc, Bane, like these but are he's lived huge for characters. He's lived for hundreds of years so? and continues. And the Lazarus Pit is an amazing piece of lore with him. And he's essentially able to take over the world. Like, and he ran the West. Like, at one point, we see him in Cowboy this era. This isn't a power ranking. This is a ranking of how we like these characters. All right, I'll put him in B. I'm happy with that. Then this means we must be enemies. You will regret this insult, detective. Good job. Okay. I, gave, I gave you... Who did I give you to put up there? Well, Poison Ivy, but then I moved to down to oh, 80. Right. <laughs> okay, next up, we've got the Master of Fear, the Scarecrow. What do you think about the Scarecrow in this show? Scarecrow's like one of my favorite villains, but I actually don't think this is the best version of Scarecrow, actually. When I think about it, usually with every character from Batman the Animated Series, they are the, the most perfect version. I don't think they got Scarecrow to be interesting until they turned him into The Undertaker towards the end of, in the new animated series. That's when that character started like showing up to be actually scary, creepy, and cool. But I love Scarecrow as a character. Such an interesting character to play on fears, just the look and the vibe. I'm not the biggest fan of his voice in this show, to be honest. I merely helped him visualize his innermost terror. It doesn't, it's a bit too theatrical for this character. And I think it's much better when, in the, when he gets changed later on. So I, I, for this show, I put him in a B tier. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he belongs in the B. He's got, some, he's got some good episodes. I like the fear toxin. I like how he uses the fear toxin in the show. And they obviously use that quite a few times in order to make an episode story out of it. And he's shown up as like a side villain in some things. But he still belongs in a B. I think he works better in an ensemble than he does on his own. Yes, I I agree. When he's like you know in the, in the uh, the trial episode, the fact that he's yes. there, great. He deserves to be in the trial. But it's yeah, he, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah, I agree. Oh, he's much worse than that. Much much worse than that. <laughs> okay, we got two more characters left. Next up, we've got. Probably the character that everyone knows the most from this show, the episode that has won Emmys and stands out from the crowd. We've got Mr. Freeze. What do you think of Mr. Freeze? Iconic look. I love that I learned through this podcast that Mike Mignola designed this character. It's so easy to see once you know that. I think that they changed the lore in such a good way for this character to make him actually very interesting. And I think that every time he shows up in up in this show particularly, I'm paying attention. So I put him mm. in an S. Yeah, I agree. He belongs in the S. Just for his backstory, the sound of his voice, his look alone, all of that is just so top tier. And it's something that like has obviously influenced every other iteration of Mr. Freeze to come after. Like that says a lot about that character. Yes. It would move me to tears if I still had tears to shed. Okay, our final one is the joke character that has become kind of a phenomenon. He's been in the Lego movie as well as just had an action figure made. He only has a brief cameo, but he's got a fun little theme. He is the Sultan of Source. It is the Gundamant King. There's plenty of room still in that big toilet of dookie, so I put him straight in the D. That's nine thought sound effects you have to play now in a row. No, I'm not doing any of that. I think he belongs in the D category. I agree. Let's see if you can cut the mustard. <coughs> Quiet. Okay, so there's our list. Now, looking at this list with everybody laid out, we have a lot of S, we have a lot of A, 
We have a few B's and C's and we have a lot of D's. Is there anybody that you think should be shuffled around and put in a different category? Now we're seeing it all laid out like this. No, I think I'm good with it. I think it's a pretty solid list, man. I'm looking at it and I think everyone is in their right spot. I'm happy with that. Me too. Okay, cool. Yeah, so there's our ranking list. There's our final thoughts on who we think is top tier Batman the Animated Series villains and who we think are who we think is okay and who we think is just down in the sewers with the sewer king all right i'm happy with that man that's a solid list yeah i have no quarrels i think we came to solid agreements on that yeah that list is now canon nobody can argue (laughs) with it as everything we say in this show becomes canon in the batman universe so if you disagree uh keep it to yourself (laughs) (laughs) no let us know because you know that means that you interact with our stuff on social media which gets us uh you know more exposure and potentially making some money off of it so if you don't like it please comment away and they can find us at at robson inc that's not why you would send it No, if you do, let us know in the comments below what you think about this ranking list, or you can find us on social media at Batman TAS Pod. Uh, for our listeners, why don't you just go through the list and say who's in what category so everyone knows. Okay, good shout on that one. Okay, in the dookie hole, in the sewer, we've got Maxi Zeus, Vertigo, The Clock King, Red Claw, The Mad Bomber, Nostromos, The Invisible Man, The Sewer King, Condiment King and the Terrible Trio. I think they all belong down there. I then think. in the C in the C category, we've got Talia Al Ghul, Kyodai Ken, Boss Biggis, Roland Daggett, Hugo Strange, and Josiah Wormwood. Then in the B tier, we've got Baby Doll, Lock Up, Man Bat, Rachel Ghoul, Hardak, and the Scarecrow. Then in A tier, which is so close to being the best, but not quite there, we've got Clayface. Scarface and the Ventriloquist, The Phantasm, Bane, Rupert Thorne, Poison Ivy, The Mad Hatter, and Killer Croc. And finally, at the top, standing above the rest, we've got Catwoman, The Joker, The Penguin, Harley Quinn, The Riddler, Two-Face, and Mr. Freeze. All right, I'm happy with that, man. That's a solid list. Yeah, I have no quarrels. I think we came to solid agreements on that. Yeah, that list is now canon. Nobody can argue <laughs> with it. As everything we say in this show becomes canon in the Batman yep. universe. So if you disagree, uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, let us know. Because, you know, that means that you interact with our stuff on social media, which gets us, uh, you know, more exposure and potentially making some money off of it. So if you don't like it, please comment away. And they can find us at at Robson Inc. I N K. No, that's not why you would send it. No, if you do, let us know in the comments below what you think about this ranking list, or you can find us on social media at Batman T A S Pod. Okay, that was fun, bud. I wouldn't mind doing some of those for other characters in the future. Some some episodes. Yeah, do the the good good folk side of it with robins and batgirls and batman and all that stuff yeah we could do the good guys for sure and his allies yeah i guess that's what you call them his allies that'd be fun and then also of course when we get to the new batman adventures even though there are a lot of the same characters they do have redesigns and that might play into yes. how we feel about them you that's, know yeah we'll definitely do a list of the redesign because riddler will go not in the the <laughs> yeah, we'll go way down with way his onesie in the poop drain <laughs> Okay, it's our only game of the day, Ace the Bat Sound.
is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week, I'll play a brief music clip from the show, and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week, we had this music clip. don't know here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode naturally come let us fly my dove garçon the check if you please uh, with respect senor the management offers the meals with his compliments if you will just leave they seem to know you quite well have you eaten here before i've been known to stop by for a quick carry out All right, bud. As I said last time, birds of a feather are flocking outside. What do you think the title of this episode is? Birds of a feather. Yay! How did you guess that? Uh, They're flocking outside, apparently. One of we just ranked the penguin in S tier, and this is one of my favorite penguin episodes because it's when he thinks he's integrated into like high society but it's all a big joke and when he finds out he just goes so dark and he's just like i'm gonna kidnap you and i'm gonna kill you and i love that i think it's a, it's a great episode and the music is so good in it it's just like it's just got a bounce to it which works so well for the penguin all right and here's the musical clip for next week's episode where you have to name the character that the music is for <laughs> Okay, this is a character that was in our ranking that we just did. But this one um, was one of the early ones that we dropped in our ranking. One that we put higher than I expected. So there we go. That's all you get for a clue. You'll have to find out next week who that character is. Okay, our next category of the day is You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've Got Mail. Thank you, Alfred. This is where I take all your comments, emails, messages, and especially podcast reviews and read them out on the pod. Okay, first up, we've got Rhett Molberg returning to the show who dropped five pounds in our tip jar. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that, Rhett. And he came with a message which said, been listening to this pod since Cat in the Claw, and I've been loving it. Little thing for Will here, I'm pinching his pennies from the See No Evil episode. Love the pod, (laughs) keep it up. He also said, I have a quick question for Will, if he's okay with answering this question. Do you still watch... <laughs> Do you still watch wrestling? If so, who's your favorite wrestler and why? I I, uh, I jump in and out. I keep up with the news of what's going on, uh, but I do not watch regularly. I'll watch some pay per views here or there. I'll always watch WrestleMania. I'll always watch All In. Like those are the, the ones I'm always going to do. My favorite wrestler of all time is probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, but my favorite modern day wrestler, really, really tough to answer. I love. Uh, the Young Bucks, Will Ospreay. I like 
Kenny Omega. Not too Bobby Lashley. <laughs> no, I'm not super into Bobby Lashley. Love AJ Styles. Um, yeah, there's a few folks. Cool. I don't watch. I don't watch wrestling uh, Monday. I used to watch it a lot back in the Attitude Era. And um, yeah, I'd say The Rock was always my favorite, but Stone Cold was a close second. Just titans yeah. to be, to watch, and I love that. Stone Cold wasn't my favorite when I was a kid. When I was a kid, uh, Mankind was my favorite, but as an adult, Stone Cold was definitely my favorite. That's right, Mankind was way up there. I just watched him on Hot Ones. Did you see that, Mick Foley on Hot Ones? I did, and uh, what's fun recently is a fan contacted me like a few months ago and was like, do you have... A copy of your Mankind WWE comic cover you did, because I'm going to go see Mick Foley because he's coming to somewhere in England and I'd like to get it signed by him. So I said, of course. And I sent the guy it and he sent it to me signed by freaking Mick Foley. So it's cool to know that this thing that I drew, but not only drew, but that's been sitting in my garage for like four years, (laughs) is like been held by freaking Mick Foley and signed. Like, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, his hot ones was fun to watch. Okay, next up we've got listener Kaz Regan, which we've always said sounds like a Star Wars name. Kaz Regan. From, from Tatooine. Ah, you must yes. go to Tatooine to see Kaz Regan. Kaz Regan needs 50,000 credits to complete your quest. Kaz <laughs> uh, Regan has said on our Feet of Clay review, listen to this with my partner yesterday who doesn't watch or enjoy Batman nearly as much as I do, but she really loved listening to you two and hearing your off-topic conversations as well. So keep it up. Thanks, Kaz. It's really nice. Thank you. Yes, I feel like this is. it shouldn't all be about Batman. I mean, I my wife listens to this podcast, but she only listens to when we... If we start talking about Batman or anything nerdy, she skips through it. She just wants <laughs> to hear us chewing the fat um yeah I, i'm glad that we can also um gain a listener from your partner and you guys can share listening to us together whether we're talking about stupid stuff or batman thank you for listening next up we've got jupriet this name is very weird uh it's a spotify name it's j-e-p-r-u-i-e-t-t jupriet jupriet say, say that again J E P. R U, yeah. So P R U I E T T, P R U J Pru, Japruiet. Because it's P R. Is there an E in there? Yeah, it's a lot of letters in places that I've not seen before. Japruiet. Maybe it's a surname. Maybe it's a nickname. But Are you staying Jepruit. at the, the Marriott on the <laughs> no, I'm staying at the Japriot. <laughs> it also sounds like a fruit, right? Like an exotic yeah, fruit. Nice juniper berries at the Japriot. <laughs> sounds like a that sounds like a hotel in Scandinavia. Like, ah, welcome to the Japriot. That was an okay. Irishman that lives in Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> juniper okay. berries. Jepruiet has said on Spotify, what a great first episode in regards to our On Leather Wings review. Watching Batman the Animated Series as a kid teenager was always so much fun for me, and to relive some of the memories listening to this podcast has been very nostalgic. Well, thank you, Jepruiet. We're glad we can bring back some nostalgia. That's what we're all about around here, right, bud? Nostalgia? That's right. Jepruiet, I highly do it. Moving on. <laughs> then we've got Fackleman on Spotify, which another name that it's just... F-A-C-K-E-L-M-A-N-N. Fackleman. <laughs> Fackleman. We've got Batman and Fackleman. <laughs> Fackleman sounds like us, because we're like maybe a T. <laughs> Fattleman. Fackleman is sounds like someone that like 
puts a is a bricklayer. You know, like I put a lot of spackle and I'm fackle man. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Fa- uh, fackle man seems like his main diet is chocolate covered brownies. <laughs> It might be a woman. I don't know. Fackelman, it's not much to give away. But no, I'm not saying the, this is the reader. I'm saying <laughs> oh, right. there's a character. My God. Uh, so Fackelman has said on Spotify, and this is so brief as well. I built this up. This is so brief. What an awesome beginning. So glad I found this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you found us too, Fackelman, you mysterious let know, character. Let us know if you're still listening. Uh, the fake fack Fackelman. <laughs> fake fack Fackelman. <laughs> Uh, um, Fackle fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> all right next up we've got a name that's not confusing at all we've just got chris on apple podcasts <laughs> chris has given us five stars chris has said only just start listening to this show it's really knowledgeable and has some great lines in the sketches that they do still laughing at the two-faced line neapolitan baby keep up the good work says chris <laughs> oh well because it's it was uh three scoops or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah it was like vanilla chocolate and strawberry i can't remember what it was but it was something like that <laughs> I, I, I say things and i never remember <laughs> yeah we were not going to remember our ranking after this we're going to be like we did a ranking episode who did yeah. we put an s tier i've already forgotten we're gonna be like we put catwoman in s tier what <laughs> next up we've got horse girl on youtube horse girl has said i all of these people's like horse girl fackle man <laughs> Kaz regan these are our fans <laughs> don't make fun of them they'll leave Jupuriate? I know, it's just a very interesting name. Ah, the Jupuriate. Horse Girl on YouTube said, I found you guys on TikTok and nearly every podcast clip I have saved in my favourites. Ah, oh, thank you, Horse Girl. Really appreciate that. That helps us out a lot on social media as well when you favourite our stuff. And then we've got The Phantasm on YouTube. Phantasm for our Vendetta episode. The Phantasm has said, Vendetta is for me one of the most rewatchable episodes of the show in that the story is really fun and concise and provides an interesting enough mystery while typing up Croc as a threatening villain. Although he was threatening here, after this episode for the most part, he really doesn't pose the same level of threat despite his potential. He is most remembered for his go-to response, everything being hit Batman with a rock. And he's not even the one who actually says it originally. And I thought about that. And it's so true. Batman is the one that says, hit him with a rock, disguised as Killer Croc. Yeah, he must be so offended. He's like, I would never say that. Yeah. Only an idiot would say something that far. (laughs) I'd hit him with a boulder. But he does say in trial, when they're saying, what should we do? And like Matt Hatter says, hang him. And then Holly says, shoot him. And he goes, hit him with a rock. And that is Killer Croc. So maybe Killer Croc was like, that's a really good idea. Or maybe he did it as like a joke, like, right, guys? You know, like, you know, (laughs) you know, everyone knew I was angry because... It was technically Batman that said that, so I figured I'd play into it, you know, a little ha-ha on me. Like, this moment is not about you right now, Killer Croc. All right, fine! <laughs> Go back to my cave. Uh, throw a fucking rock at you, you <laughs> What was that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just killing Crocs over here. That's what I do, right? I kill Crocs. <laughs> So if you guys enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave us a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast catcher of choice. That's the phrase now, podcast catcher, apparently. If you haven't yet already, that's what they call it, podcast catcher. 
Podcast catcher wants to fight. Podcast catcher sends out Idlesaur. <laughs> Especially because, I guess because the way you like bring in episodes, I guess they're thinking about like your got a little like net that you catch butterflies with. That's how I picture it. Like your podcast catcher, you're just netting episodes in. Um, butterflies. I'm just trying to stay cool, man. <laughs> Buddy, you're about to be 38. <laughs> 37, you motherfucker. Not oh, 38. Right. 37, yeah. Jesus. Buddy, you're turning 40. It's time to wrap it. <laughs> turning 40. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, also, you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but the app formerly known as Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One, and that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast. You're goddamn right. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we are billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can also follow Will on his socials to stay up to date what he's working on and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson Inc. Or you can go to my website, speechcomics.com, to stay up to date with my comics that I'm making. And I'm trying to revamp my website recently to make it more user-friendly since I don't really focus on it at all. Oh, okay. Well, cool. I'll have to check that out. Links in the description below. All right, that's our final chat of the day, which is what are you putting in your holes, buddy? What are you stuffing in those holes to make yourself feel better about life? Scotch. Lots of scotch. Uh, what content are you consuming? Well, oh God, I don't even know. I really don't. What am I consuming? Curb enthusiasm. I watched the first Harry Potter the other day, randomly. And? I mean, I know you've seen it a million times, but... Yes, yeah, it's, it's what it is. You, you laugh at it. Can you hear me? <laughs> I also love, which is just a huge thing on the internet right now, which is the chess game. When and I make my move... My move, yeah. you check the king. Oh, I love that so much. Ron, no! no what no. is it? He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> I love the way he not says that. Harry, not Harry, you boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um yeah that's fun there's there's another meme going around that me and my wife are actually really enjoying which is on tiktok and it's from some kids show and it's these two puppets and one is an old woman puppet playing the piano and the other is a little girl puppet in a princess costume and the the meme is it's like the, the old woman is playing piano and she's singing Who's that wonderful girl? Could she be any cuter? As the little girl like walks out in the outfit with a big smile. But what makes it really funny is the text. Like when your wife like just took like the most disgusting shit in the toilet, <laughs> and like she's it's been an hour and she's finally come out. And you're like, Who's that wonderful girl? And the way she walks out like a princess. Like, I'm so innocent and sweet. That's um, very good. But funnily enough, we've actually we really love that meme but now we find it as a uh, a use of therapy if, if one of us is stressed for instance we found it's actually a really comforting song to sell to sing to somebody if somebody's stressed so for instance we had to get the, give the car an mot and my wife had to do public traveling during the storm and she had to get buses and she was all stressed about it so i, I went 
who's that wonderful girl? And she was like, oh. And I was like, could she be any braver? And she was like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I feel better. And she did that for me recently when I, I was stressed about work. And he's like, could he be a better artist? And I was like, do you know what? I feel better after you said that. So Did she call uh, you wonderful girl? Did she start with that? No, wonderful boy. But I use it for Babs all the time when she's like, my dog, when, like if she poops outside during this terrible storm we have i've seen her go out in the worst hailing weather to have a crap and she does it and i'm like use that wonderful girl could she poop any better um anyway so that that's the thing but yeah i guess you know we, we actually have been watching a lot of tiktok just on the tv you've been you've been delving into the world of tiktok which i've been like my god wait, big player on in the last like year and it, it's addicting the stuff I've seen is ridiculous. There's these fucking people online that post like what I eat in a day. And and I'm like, this is not real because it's shocking what they eat in a day. And it plays this really jaunty Italian song underneath it. It's like like it sounds like a really fun jaunty song as you see someone mukbang the fuck out of their bed like it's like and it always starts off slow it's like it's like for breakfast i had a cup of tea and a piece of toast and you're like okay that's fine you're like and then an hour later i had a yogurt and like a coffee you're like okay that's fine and then lunch came around and you know i had like a, a, a mcdonald's happy meal I'm like this is fine and then an hour later i had another happy meal you're like all right and then another hour later i had a full three-course steak dinner and you're like what and then it keeps going and going and going and then it's it's shocking and some sometimes they like do a camera shot where they show them eat like sensually biting it where i'm like who is that for like like that's someone that has a food who is that wonderful girl (laughs) and one of the ladies looks like my wife except if it's like like the bizarro version of her right a much uglier version but like there are similarities there (laughs) So that's like shocking as well. But there's there's all these like a lot of them are Welsh as well. I don't know why. And it's so funny. It's like, oh, I've been on a bit of a diet. So I, you know, I've been cutting down. So I only had McDonald's four times today. <laughs> these are the four different muffins I had. And it's like really strange. Oh god. We watch well, it. Yeah, you watch it, so they're gonna keep on doing it. There's also um, so much softcore, like titillating stuff on there that comes out of nowhere. There's this ginger one with gigantic tits that for some reason is in our feed. That, like, and I'm like, I, I, my wife looks at me, I'm like, I haven't, I didn't use this. I don't use this. So this lady's She's catered. like, you've been secretly scrolling at night? <laughs> like, this is catered to your tastes, actually. And it's like this ginger one that just like comes in a car and she's like, oh, I've been working out. She doesn't have a bra on. And she's got titties the size of mini, mini coopers. They're gigantic. And they're always wet, and she's she she the loosest shirt on. So she gets in the car and she like smacks herself across the face with one tit. And I'm like, and she just, well, she doesn't like do anything. She just talks about mundane stuff. But I'm like, I see you, bitch. I know what you're doing. Like, no one cares about what you did in the day. Everyone is just you're here because of your big fat tits. And why is it being shown to me? Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay, well, what I'm putting in my holes is none of that, but that sounds amazing. Um, okay, what I'm doing, I'm still watching Friends, Big Marathon. I've recently just come to the point where um, Rachel is pregnant, and uh, I was like, 
wait, that's the end of the season? And my girlfriend was like, we had to wait a year to find out who she was pregnant with. So I was like, well, we're going to find out right now. And I I, was, I figured it was, spoiler alert, by the way, not that anyone is not seen Friends <laughs> beside me, but um, I figured it was going to be Ross, but I was like, maybe they'll throw a curveball, but it is Ross, but I like what they're doing there. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying Friends still. So do you know? Yeah, it's Ross. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you seen Bruce Willis yet? Yeah, I saw Bruce Willis. That was great. Okay. So I'm many like, people just showing up. Like, yeah, I'm like, Gary, Old- Gary Oldman's in Friends. What? And he's very funny in it as well. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's great. And like, I'm not we're not- wearing a belt. <laughs> I'm wearing, no, I'm wearing two belts. That's what he I'm said. I'm wearing two belts. Um, <laughs> I... It's, it was the biggest show like on TV. And there's also the Gary Oldman thing where he's trying to cut his steak with a big sword and he looks up and he's like, do you have a big fork I can use? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very funny. I like all the spit and stuff like that. We've still got a tin of tuna in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good but stuff. My One of me and my wife's favorite things um, with Ross, and it's it's why Ross is my favorite character because as the seasons go on, he he is just solidly funny and funny and funny. Same way I feel about Nandor in um, what we do in the shadows. It's just a consistency. I would tell you right now, Bud. I'm starting to really not like Russ at all as we okay. go on. I liked him to begin with, but now he's just such a whiny git, and I'm like, no, no, shut I'm talking, up. Yeah, but I'm talking about in terms of comedy. I don't care about what these characters feel. I'm saying, I think <laughs> but that's the character. That's what they're going <laughs> yeah, through. Uh, he when he hides behind the door uh, with Bruce Willis and like Bruce Willis oh, yeah. in the room and he's just standing in the corner like not supposed to be seen and the way he like gingerly yes. falls to the floor melts to, go to under the, the floor bed, yeah 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 it's, it's very it's, funny Chloe and I love that and and I love how he's like I too am a neat guy because he caught Bruce Willis doing like yeah. the silly stuff in the mirror great stuff and Russ like seeing like the classic scene when they see. Chandler and Monica hooking up through the window. Yeah, that's good and, stuff. And Ross like does the big jump and stuff like that. It's uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I'm enjoying Friends a lot still. Uh, I watched the Conjuring movies over Halloween with my partner, who's not seen them and um, terrified uh, her to no end. Um, <laughs> the first one and the second one, and I, I I know you said there's too much CGI in the second one, which I agree. They go heavy on that. And I do and think, so, and it's should... a jump scare fest as well. Yeah, right? but I like—I don't know—I love the vibe of that movie. Like, I really did like going in a rewatch because when I first saw it, I was like, "That was spooky," and then watching it again, I was like, "This is like I was spooked. I enjoyed it." For well, you're not alone. A lot of people like that movie. A lot of people rank that movie higher than the first one. I don't agree with it, but. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the birth of the nun character, which I think is kind of ridiculous now, and all of that stuff. But at the time, that scene with it's spooky. Is, is this the film where like the, the nun <laughs> makes me laugh even thinking about with it? With the picture, is it a picture, and then starts running towards them? <laughs> yes, yeah, that is fucking comedy gold. It's not scary <laughs> at all. If that happened to me, I'd start cracking up. Like, what nun? I tried to scare you. I'm like, well, don't. Don't pretend to be a painting and then run at me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's got its it's got its downsides with that character, but I still thought one and two were great movies. The third one sucks. The third one the third is one. so bad, and it's got a great premise because they're like, there's a murder that's committed, right? The whole premise is this guy kills someone and then claims he was possessed by a demon when he did it. Is he guilty? Is he not? And I'm like. 
That's a cool premise. So it's like the exorcism of Emily Rose's style where someone dies during a demonic possession. Yes, kind of like that. But they don't focus on the court case at all. Instead, they make up all of this stuff from the true story because the true story, I guess, like wasn't that good because the guy did end up just getting he well he got charged with manslaughter but it had nothing to do with the possession so they like make up this cult and all this stuff and we were just like oh man we just watched these two very scary movies to us that had like ghosts and like spooks in it and now it was just like cults and sacrifice and like um demonic totems like it was just yeah it was it was not good um and then also because you mentioned this last time i watched the whole nine yards oh yeah uh, Enjoyed the hell out of it. Like, I love that movie. I've seen it already, but really love on a rewatch. It's just good fun. Cool premise with, like, Hitman moving in next door and all of that stuff. I think it's good fun. And also, I was like, oh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry just worked together on Friends. And then, like, you know, years later, they worked together on this movie. The story is that Bruce Willis went on Friends because he did this movie with Matthew Perry. And he, he, he didn't want to do it, but since he knew Matt Perry, he did it. Um, but he all of all of his money he donated to charity, I believe. Everything he got paid to do it for. Oh, okay, cool. And finally, I watched the new South Park special, which was on your recommendation, which was very funny, really, yeah, really good funny. Stuff. Yeah, I loved that. It was uh, it was a, a great comment on what's going on in modern times, which is what the show is known for. But I feel like they have missed the mark a few times over the years. Yeah. But I felt like they they really like got back into their their groove with this one. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really love the comparison to the handyman turning into Elon Musk and and the um, yeah. Facebook guy. And, yeah, it was great. I can't I really remember this it. fucker's name. Who created Facebook? Little Jesse Eisenberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I put so, him yeah. in the D category on the ranking of people <laughs> I don't like, along with all the rest. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And that's all I've been putting in my holes. So is there anything you want to add before we jet off? I watched Blade with my wife for the first time on Halloween night. Oh yeah, that's right. How did that go? She enjoyed it, and she was like, man, Blade ran so John Wick could walk, because he's just like, the character's like wearing all black, drives like a muscle car. You mean car. Blade walks so John Wick can run? Yes, yes. Why don't you say, say that it again? again? Yeah, yeah. And she said, man, uh, Blade ran so John Wick could walk. No! <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and she said, man, Blade walks so John Wick could run, because... It's a guy in like all black and he's getting yeah. revenge on a bunch of people. He drives a, a black muscle car, which looks exactly the same. True. Uh, he, he has people in his past that like he relies on to get like the weapons he needs to fight his battle. He fights a lot in rooms that have ancient scrolls in glass on them. Yes, uh, or like techno-y type lights and clubs. Yeah, and f- fights in clubs. And I was like, man, yeah, this is like, the introduction to that style of movie. So she very much enjoyed it. I was very happy she did. And we were loving the soundtrack and stuff. Uh, so we watched that. And did, what else did we watch on Halloween? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which I really much enjoyed. I, I watched that whilst the trick-or-treaters were coming. I usually don't watch that film because I always feel like, oh, it's it's too Christmassy for me because it, it really is a half and half, that film. It's it is, yes. Yeah. But I found watching on Halloween was actually perfect for me because I'm like, you know, Halloween is like, it's the final day. It's practically Christmas season Eve, essentially. So yeah, I yeah. thought it was uh, appropriate to watch it. And yeah, it looked really good. Looks great in 4K. And 
It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's on my top ten list. That movie, it's so good. Yeah, so I watch that every year. Most of the time, I watch it twice a year. I watch oh, it on Halloween and then Christmas. Oh, and I watched um, Creep Show Two, which I thought was better than Creep Show One. Oh. And because Creep Show One is made by um, Tom King and also uh, not Tom King, sorry Stephen King. And uh, George A. Romero. So I was like, oh, I'm going to love this, right? Guy created zombies with the best horror writer of all time. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's like, it was fine. I, I, I didn't love it. But I actually was really into Creepshow 2, which didn't have George A. Romero involved, but had Stephen King involved, adapting a bunch of his short stories. And there was some really cool stuff in there. There was like this wooden chief statue that came alive and sought revenge on these uh, like hooligans this evil thing in a lake that was like eating teenagers that was like just this big muck puddle um and then this this woman who ran over a hitchhiker and drove away and then that guy starts haunting her everywhere she drives and it's just like a big kind of like death proof like trying to get rid of this guy that keeps coming on her car and and just won't stop from dying and it was a fun time i was like that sounds good yeah i like that that sounds fun um, I've never seen either of those, but yeah, that sounds cool. The other thing I don't think, that you, I don't think you'd like either of them, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, then th- that's all I need to know. But uh, the other thing I watched on your recommendation was Little Shop. Little Shop. Oh, Powers. you watched it? Yeah, really loved it. Really good. Um, it's a fun film, right? It is a fun film. I didn't know it was a remake of a film that was made with Jack Nicholson in the movie. It's like black and white. It was one of what? Nicholson's first roles, was Little Shop oh, Powers. I've got to see that. In the 50s. And it's more serious it doesn't it's not a musical that one it's more like based on the even better and then it became a musical and then obviously they made the movie on the off the musical uh i thought it was great i thought the songs were great i really really love steve martin just showing up when he rips off that top and he's like i became a dentist like oh yeah that is such a like great comedy yeah it is so i really enjoyed that and uh, been singing and humming the little shop of horrors theme ever since and also the puppetry, Jim Henson. I didn't know it was Jim Incredible, Henson. Incredible, right? It's fucking insane. I'm like, way it's that it's, should be CGI because it looks so realistic that you're like, no way is that real in the room, but it is. After I saw, it, I was like, CGI should be ashamed of itself. Like, yeah, afflictions that that puppet was able the to lips, get, like to be able actually to say those actually words, move like yeah. that. It's saying those words. Incredible stuff. Yeah, and did, don't you think? Did you see the Harley Quinn comparison with the? I did. Woman, like I was saying. Yes, I was like, oh my god! And then also, Steve Martin's character was like, kind of like the Joker. He's like cackling half the time on his motorcycle, and he's like an abusive partner. And I was like, this is kind of like the Joker and Harley Quinn, and like another version of them. I thought it You're was really interesting. Very much right. Yes, I hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Yeah, Steve Martin is really funny in that movie. I I didn't know he was going to be in it. Like I was just watching it, and, and he popped up, which I thought was fantastic. Along with Bill Murray as well. But I did see the credits. Yeah. I was like Bill Murray and all the other stuff. Uh, Bill Murray's scene is is fine. A bit dated of the guy that gets off. <laughs> yeah, get his teeth drilled or whatever. Yeah, it's just a fun. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, it was a fun movie. So that is all I'm putting in my holes. That is all you're putting in your holes. So that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking. All things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Goodbye. Doodles.
All right. That's our chit chat. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get this time. <laughs> well, um, last last time we chatted for like 10 minutes. So, you know, sometimes you get 10 minutes, sometimes you get a minute. It's what you get. Just fucking deal with it. All right? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Wasn't the episode enough for you guys? You need stuff at the end in order to feel fulfilled. Have you looked at like the stats that people mostly just turn this shit off at the end? No, I haven't actually. I don't know. I need to look into that. It's a really good point. Because otherwise, why the fuck do we do it? <laughs> it's our version of the uh, Marvel after credits. Uh, yeah, it's, un- it's like, you know, us unplugged where we're just yeah, baby, shooting unplugged. the shit. Yeah, unplugged. Yeah, like Coco Bain and Nirvana. Or Stevie Ray Vaughan, that was a good unplugged uh, concert. And Paul McCartney, not many people have heard that one. I've never heard that one. You haven't? Oh, the Paul McCartney unplugged is very good. All right, should we do a podcast? Are you pausing on purpose, you son of a bitch? Ah, let's do a podcast. You're such a bastard! I was like, should you do a podcast? And you stood there frozen, like, on purpose. Don't react to what he's saying. Son of a bitch. All right, ready? In three. Hey, that's our mother you're calling a bitch right there. Thank you very much. That's true. Whoopsie. She's dead, so how do you feel? You're calling a dead woman a bitch? (laughs) Fuck you, buddy. Ah, She's not here. She doesn't care. She's standing right behind you. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Especially because where I live is where she lived next door. <laughs> she says, you're the bitch, Wiggy. <laughs> and she sees the back of her head like, Wiggy, oh my God. <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> you got so fat. <laughs> you're like, you should see Wobbler there. Christ. you turn your camera off (laughs) she comes to me she's like oh oh, sorry I thought I was trying to contact my son not this really fat guy with glasses (laughs) mommy no I was told he lived next door to where I lived (laughs) creepy (laughs) well it is that time of the year happy late late Halloween late spookums day of the dead was a couple days ago bum 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 my favorite song the movie. It's the theme to Day of the Dead. Oh, I see. Doom, okay. Doom, 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 doom. That's the best zombie movie. People need to go there and see it. Have I seen that one? Nope. I tried to watch it with you on my birthday when I was oh, twenty-seven. Why did I bring this up? And you were like, "I don't like this, buddy. The acting is really bad, and I don't like the budget." And then you'd like, "We're like, let's watch something. Let's watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, bro." I was like, it's my fucking birthday, and I want to watch Day of the Dead, my favorite zombie movie. We did watch Turtles in the end, though, didn't we? Yes, and it was great, because it's fucking Turtles. In it, like. <laughs> and that's when I was like, hey, look, there's uh, Sam, what's his name? Huh? Sam, really great actor, one of my favorite actors. Oh, Sam Rockwell. That's it, Sam Rockwell was in it. Yeah, that's right, that was like one of his first movies, where he's like, what was it, like cigarettes he was trying to give to the kid? No, he was like, wasn't he like a recruiter for the Foot Clan? Yes. Yeah. That's he exactly was like, right. hey, kids, like, you want to do something really cool with your feet in a clan? <laughs> Have a cigarette? I'm in the feet. That's my kid. That's my kid. <laughs> I thought the Foot Clan was going to be something very different when I signed up, but I hung around. 
Shredder's got one of those foot scrubs on his gauntlet. The sand buzzes as well. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, the smoke coming off of that foot. <laughs> That's what he's saying. There's a lot of calluses on those toes. Well, me, I have to do that. My wife has to do that with my feet. My God. We have to like wear masks like it's mid-COVID because the amount of fucking <laughs> skin that shoots off is atrocious. <laughs> Like a fucking, like a workshop, like a wood workshop. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have cancer. Have you been around anything recently that you could have inhaled? <laughs> just, just the tiny skin particles of my husband's feet. That'll do it. That'll do it. Foot to sawdust. Yuck. <laughs> anyway. Here we go. Um, bum, 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 bum. See, people got more than they bargained for. There we go. That's right. Go listen to the soundtrack to Day of the Dead. It's quite a banger. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to... All right, here we go. 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 Let me finish my thought. I've never shown um, my wife uh, that movie or the Evil Dead movies because I just don't like... If she doesn't like them, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, I know what it's you're saying. Like, I, like I don't think you'd like them, and and that's fine. So I'm just going to enjoy them yeah. by myself. Yeah, she probably yeah, likes them. There's some things I'm like, I just want to keep that just for me because yeah. I don't want to taint my love for it. That's the yeah. You don't want to taint your love for it. Yeah, taint your love. Was that in Day of the Dead as well? It was not. They could not afford that song. All right, here we go. Podcast time. You ready? I'm ready.